How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I am your host, Dr. Rob, and as always, I'm excited and happy to be with you tonight. And I really have a, a special show because I have a special guest. Last week, I did part one of this topic which is on a one-night stand, who is more responsible to prevent a pregnancy that may lead to a fatherless child? Is it the man or is it the woman? And so I indicated that I would try to reach out and and find a, a young lady to come and do the show with me to provide the female perspective on this topic. Because I had indicated that as far as I'm concerned, I think the woman should be more responsible on the one night stand because she is the one that would bear the burden of the pregnancy and the child rearing and so on and so forth. And before I go any further and introduce my special guest, I just want to point out that there were two kinds of one-night stands, even though my guest, she believes there's a, a third type, and she'll share that with you. But just for the record, there are two types of one-night stands. One is that one that you go to the bar and you had some drinks and the guy you're with had some drinks and you go home either to his house or your house. Your, your home and you guys are total strangers and you have a, a night of passion and then tomorrow he's gone. And the other type of one night stand would be that one when you are possibly friends with an individual and then, you know, maybe, I don't know, fresh air, some drinks, anything, something happens and you guys wind up having a one night stand, which could also lead to a pregnancy. And so without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, and her name is Max Shepard. And so, Max, say hello. Hello, everybody. All right, Max is in the building, and Max is going to provide the the female perspective of the one night stand and who is more responsible. So Max, you know, my position, I just indicated that I think that the woman should assume more responsibility in that scenario. What say you? I think it's a little more complicated than just 
who bears the responsibility at the end of the day? You know, I think uh, two people go in there, and the guy knows there's a possibility he can get a girl pregnant. I think people need to talk, but on a one-night stand, that's not the case. You don't talk before you. Yeah, we're not talking. We're not talking, Max. <laughs> so, so I mean, we're talking on the way to the crib and everything. You, you know what I'm saying? But we're talking so that I can seduce you with, you know, uh, maybe my nasty talk or just making you laugh on the way. I'm doing everything to psych you out so you don't change your mind as, you know, you're on the way to either my crib or you're bringing me to yours and so I'm going to keep it moving with some laughter and some good, you know, good convo. So now back to what you were saying. But I do think that um, both parties, if a child is born, both parties have to be responsible. Because that kid, he didn't choose to have, he didn't choose to live. He didn't choose to be born, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, um, but Max, that's not that's not the question about you know like after the child is born. With 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 the the subject here is who should be more responsible to prevent the pregnancy before you have sex? Like you know, hey Rob, you have any condoms? Uh, do you have any condoms to provide Rob with the condoms? So well, we, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about okay. do you, who should assume that responsibility? Because, yes, in theory, it is both parties. There's no mm -hmm. question about that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it doesn't happen like that. And so what I'm saying to you, because, again, this is about fatherless children so mm -hmm. you're a young adult i'm a young adult we're out having you know the time of our life and you're attracted to me i'm attracted to you we go back and uh so now you know you're in a situation where hey you know he seems safe i might wanna you know i'm not gonna put up any guard i'm just gonna go with it he has a nice crib and he's been nice to me but so so this is happening and all along the the, the you know the journey of me talking with you uh, sharing a glass of wine with you you and i have choices that can be made you know before mm -hmm. you know we start swapping bodily fluids and and so on and so forth mm -hmm. so the question is in that moment where now we're in the room mm -hmm. you know we're in the room and then nobody's asking any questions so what should happen should should the woman not again i understand that the it's both parties responsibility but in the reality of it all that doesn't usually happen so what say you who should be more responsible well i think they both should be honestly i mean you can't really put the put the responsibility on one or the other i mean you know she's in heat and he's seducing her and you know Okay, so so listen to this. Okay, I'm 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 down to my drawers now. Mm -hmm. You know, we we have not said one word about a condom. I, you know, don't necessarily use condoms. So, I mean, I do, 
you know, when I was single, but what I'm saying, I'm that guy that doesn't use, I don't, at least I don't carry them, but you know, to be nice, if you have one, I, I will wear the condom. So, so now I'm down to my drawers. Who, who, but I'm not mentioning anything about birth control. I didn't even ask you if you're on the pill, what is your method? So, so what's happening now, Max? Cause now I'm down to my drawers and more than likely you down to yours too. Well, usually, usually, guys, is uh, are you are you fixed? Are you do you have birth control? I mean, usually, a, a sensible guy is saying that. If he's drunk, he's not saying that. Well, that's the whole point, Max. So if and he's she, not saying she, it, what? So who's going to say it? The, well, if she's drunk, she's not going to say it either. She's not thinking either. I mean, the both of them aren't thinking. Okay, but but they know what happens. They they you know we know what happens after a night of unprotected passion. Now, how are you trying to tell me that all these fatherless children happen because we had an oops while somebody had a one night stand? No, what I'm trying to tell you that there are many ways that children become fatherless. You know, through mm-hmm. divorce, through death, through. Um, adoption or you know abandonment just for the record the statistics say that there are 18.3 million fatherless children in the United States now i am sure that a small percentage of of those fatherless children probably are a result of a one night stand or two because i have met women who have shared with me that, you know, hey, you know, my son doesn't know his father because I shared with him that, you know, I was involved with his father, but not in a serious relationship. And I got pregnant and I wanted to have, you know, the baby. I wanted to have you. And so women, they make those decisions sometimes exclusively. Um, There are other cases where the father just doesn't even know that the, the woman is pregnant. And so, and and they, you know, they have sex. And then the next day, the father's off and running. And then the woman, a week later, two days later, whatever the case might be, discovers that she is pregnant. I, I think that that's a, a very strong perception. I worked at Planned Parenthood. Okay. I saw a lot of stuff there. And the majority of the women who were pregnant, whether it was an oops or not pregnant because of an oops, most of the time... The men knew. And most of the time, they wanted nothing to do with it. So then the choice was, does this woman keep this baby and raise this baby alone? Okay, and then have a generation of men who didn't have a a father, who are angry? Or do they choose to have an abortion and not raise a child alone? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's very controversial because people say, well, you know, you're killing a baby and all that stuff. But then, you know, you get into some very deep-rooted situations. I say that it's not all happening from one-night stands. <laughs> right, but just the subject of this show is about one-night stands because that's, I find that to be an interesting dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. where people, you know, sometimes people travel, you know, just say you and I are in a relationship and then, um, I go out of town 
and you know, and then you know, you don't like my brother, but you you find him attractive or whatever. And then you know, you guys are talking about how wonderful I am while I am out of town, and and then you guys are sharing a bottle of wine. And then before too long, you know, his leg is on, you know, his hand is on your knee. You know, and then your other leg is on his leg. I'm getting horny just listening to you. <laughs> okay, so so it happens, and 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 what I'm really trying to point out here is that the one night stand is, and I'm sure in many cases, the source of fatherless boys and girls. And so I'm going to ask you again. You're out on a date. But we'll just use each other, although, you know, we're not dating. Everybody knows I'm all married up and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what your status is, but. I'm dangerous. Okay. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Michael Jackson had a song, Dangerous, you know. So, so anyway, we we, you know, I'll use myself and you again. And so I'm, I'm down to my drawers. You down to your drawers. So, you know, now you know what can happen here. So as as a woman, you 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 don't think a woman should be saying now for the women who are listening to this, I know that the man is not off the hook. So that's not what I'm saying here. But but the man in this case is acting like he, you know, he has no concern about that. He's unprotected and he's ready to go for it. So my question is should the woman say, hey, 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 you know, I want this, but do you have any condoms? Or I have some condoms in my bag, and I'd like for you to use them. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about who is more responsible or who should be more responsible on a one-night stand to prevent a pregnancy that could lead to a fatherless child. And I, my position is, I think the woman should take that responsibility because she she is the one that will be pregnant and carry that baby and and because remember the next day the guy is gone. We're talking about two strangers. He's gone. And these days, you know, I don't even know if young people um if they exchange phone numbers anymore. Like in my generation you had a phone number. You know what I mean? A place you can call with an area code and everything. These days, everything is about texting and DMing and IMing and messaging. So it's kind of risky to to have a one-night stand, let alone not protect yourself. So let me ask you this, because I know we both agree that both parties should be responsible. But in your mind, as a woman, do you think that you should maybe look out for yourself? Because, see, you, you've been out before. You know what it is to go out. Guys are out there, and them hot bodies are out there, and they're trying to, you know, show their muscles and their physiques. So you know that. So even before you leave the house, should you be thinking, hey, I could get into something, and, you know, it's the springtime, been locked up in the house all winter long. It's spring now. You know, and um, Frankie might be there tonight, you know, and Frankie don't know. I know he's Frankie, but I just might look up and hook up with Frankie. So, what, I mean, is, it, is there anything that you think a, a woman should do in that regard? 
Well, I mean, she should be on birth control if she's going to run out. Look, I mean, for sure, to protect herself. But, I mean, if she's not, and Frankie doesn't think that there's no there's any um, any kind of consequences for any of his actions, he's not going to do anything. For example. Hold, up, wait, hold that thought. I have to let a promo in. But when we come back on the other side, Max is going to provide an example of what Frankie should do or what he, what's your example going to be about? What he, the consequences in other situations. Okay, so hold that thought and we'll pick it up on the other side of the break. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Okay, welcome back. So, Max, let me just, how, how you doing? You okay so I'm far? I'm doing great. I, I don't think I brought you in properly. Let me just see what the audience thinks about Max. So, let me know what you think about Max. All right. Now, that's the way I should have brought you in in the beginning. So, I apologize for not bringing you up properly. Max. Okay, so what does Frankie need to be concerned about, about the consequences related to uh, a young lady he may never see again, or at least he ain't trying to see her again? Okay, so if, if Frankie goes out and he has consequences at work, if he does something to a woman at work. or he If he does what? He goes at work. If he, if he tries to hit on a woman at work. Okay. There's consequences right away. Today, everybody's very, very conscientious about what they do at work, right? Right. But that's where we meet most of. I met. I met my wife at work. Okay. So, so at work, if if a guy hits on a woman at work, or a boss hits on a, a secretary at work, or if a woman hits on a guy at work, there's uh, sexual harassment cases, right? We can ask Governor Cuomo about that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Governor uh-huh. Cuomo. No, you know, I, I really do. You know, <laughs> you know, there's lots of examples. There's the Me Too movement. Now, your your friend Frankie, he he now goes and he gets drunk and he's he wants to you know get into this this lady. No, hold on, wait, wait. So so now Frankie done left. He done left. The, the the girl from last night. So so now you're saying that he's he's where's he now? Where's he now? That he's going to you know experience these consequences. Um. So if if this girl he met up with turns out to be cray cray. Okay. And he had no idea. Now, there's right. Lots of movies about this. Uh huh. You know, and then she starts stalking him, or she ends up pregnant, or something else. 
He's got to say, what was I thinking? But how would he know? How would he know if she's cray-cray? No, how would he know if she's even pregnant, let alone cray-cray? Uh, most of the time, most of the time, um, she's looking for child support. She's looking, she's going to go and... But again, if she doesn't know how to find him, how is she going to, you know, l- drop that package on him? I'm going to tell you, most of the time, she's going to find him. She'll look for him. She'll she'll look for his friends. She'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Women are not stupid. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm definitely not saying that. But and and again, most of the time that these are fatherless children, and I'm getting back to it, it, it it's a small percentage mm-hmm. where the woman does not ever ever see that man again. Okay, majority of the time. A situation where she um, she knew him, or she was involved with him. Maybe it was a short mm-hmm. situation, but she was involved with him. She'd had sexual relations with with him a couple of times, and she ended up pregnant on one of those three times. It's not usually the one night stand. Now, don't get me wrong; I love one night stands. Is that right? <laughs> well, well, give me your version of the. You know, I had mentioned that there was a. According to you, there's a. You say there's two, which would include yours, but what I'm saying is I'm, I'm going to, if it's okay with you, can I say that yours would be a third type of one-night stand? Well, no. I mean, I actually uh, did a survey with a bunch of men tonight Okay. before I got on this this podcast, and I, I, I said um, to these guys, hey, you know, when you has, have any of you had one-night stands? And they would respond. They'd tell me yes or no. I'd said, were you drunk or not drunk? They said, well, if I'm not drunk, it's not a one-night stand. These were millennials. Mm-hmm. I said, was it with somebody you knew or somebody you didn't know? And they said, well, if it's, somebody you, if you, if it's with somebody you know, it's not a one-night stand. If it's somebody you don't know and you met at a bar and you're drunk, then it's considered a one-night stand. So these were millennial men, probably about 20 of them, mm-hmm. in their 20s to 30s. Who came up with this? You're drunk, and it's somebody you never met before. So what I would like to know is, how do millennials get to set the rules on one-night stands when one-night stands have been always been a part of the American well way of life? So how are the millennials setting the rules to a one-night stand? There's no... Everybody doesn't drink. There's no, there's no, women will go out to a club. A guy will go out to a club. People are working out. They'll drink juice, but they don't need the stimulation of alcohol, but they are still attractive. They still figure out how to lure, lure the woman to, you know, to go with them or vice versa. Sometimes the women say, well, you know, I wanted it. So they, they, you know, are the more assertive one, but everybody's not getting drunk, but they can still be strangers and go home and have a one-night stand. What does alcohol, I mean, alcohol, I believe, makes the one-night stand easier. But what does alcohol have to do with determining whether or not it's a one-night stand? Well, what they said was, if I'm not drunk, then I got to act like I like the person. <laughs> oh, that's some, that's some, that's some, that's some millennial stuff because, see, I'm not going home with a girl just because she's a girl. I, you know, I'm going to have to have some type of attraction to her. I don't know what 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 they're talking about. Well, people look a little better when they're drunk. 
<laughs> yeah, but I like to double check. I like to know, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to do, if, if I'm not interested, if there's no, if it, it would have to even be more than a, a remote attraction. It would have to, you, you'd have to be that one because I would be okay if we woke up and we decided that we wanted to, you know, be an item. I would be okay with that. If it, you know, if it's working out that way. You were not drunk enough. No, you listen, I've been drunk before, you know what I mean? And we don't know what we're doing when we're drunk in many cases. But my, my, my real point is I don't know where millennials get off, you know, uh, being able to set the rules for what a one-night stand is. And they just learning how to pee straight in many cases. Well, I mean, I'm not going to discredit millennials mm-hmm. because the way they're very fluid in the way they look at relationships. Millennials... um have this whole thing about friends with benefits. Okay. And that is, I understand that that might have been as common back in our day, but but it is even more prevalent today. Well, didn't you say, I think you said to me earlier that the millennials said that that would be the, if you have a one night stand, and and the other person is not drunk or something like that. That that one night stand would be equivalent to friends with benefits. Exactly. So how are we friends and we don't even know each other? So you know, friends with benefits from my generation, which you know goes way back to the a, to the Abe Lincoln days. But friends with benefits that's an ongoing scenario that's an ongoing it's not a one night stand because first of all we're not even friends you know you're not a friend one night that you meet in the club and and then we're not even you know intoxicated so we go to some quiet place maybe even the car and we have you know uh this hot passionate love you know Five minutes, you know what I'm saying? Five or seven minutes. So, so friends with benefits are not the result of a one night stand. That I can safely say, and, and I'm sure I can find some people to agree with me on that, that a one night stand is not friends with benefits. Well, I also asked them if you met somebody on a Tinder date and you ended up sleeping with them. Would that be considered a one night stand? Well, what is a Tinder date? I, I never That's heard of online dating. Tinder, why is it called a Tinder date? Well, they have different online websites. One is Tinder. One oh, is, okay. One is uh, Plenty of Fish, and one is uh, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. There's all different kinds of da- t- dating services. So if you met somebody on a Tinder date or Bumble date, and you slept with them the first night, is that considered a one-night stand? Well, is there an intention to to further the relationship? Most of the cases, no. It's a hookup. Well, that's a one-night stand. That, that, that would be a one-night stand. No. According to my survey... With uh, the millennials, with, with the millennials, I got to get I, out more to, to, <laughs> to see who these millennials are. But go ahead. What's 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 the results so of your survey? What does survey, the survey says? <laughs> the survey says Tinder dates are not considered one night stands because you communicate with them before you actually go on the date. So you text them 
or you talk to them on the phone. So now your identity is known. Okay. So the only way it's considered, I, I was surprised at this because I've had these kind of dates and you end up with them and then you never see them again. So I thought that was a one night stand, but that's not a one night stand because you still have their phone number and their identity. Now, one night stand, according to these millennials, is only if you're drunk in a bar mm-hmm. and you meet a strange person mm-hmm. and you hook up with them. Without any real conversation. Right. And then you never, ever see them again. I would say that's an authentic one-night stand, and that really is the point because that is a scenario that could lead to a fatherless child. And that that is the essence of this discussion that type of one night not the friends with benefits not the one night stand that would be a result of we've been friends for three years and now all of a sudden you know it's the spring and the summertime and we you know we're walking the beach and we just went under the boardwalk and, and just just tore it up so so that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the strangers you know coming together from the bar, from the club, from the mall, wherever they first met, and going home to somebody's house or place of residence and having a one-night stand. That's what that's what this is about. So it does not go back to your scenario earlier where, you know, I'm hooking up with your brother or... But that was just a sidebar. That was because I'm. A, that's another podcast. You, you know what I mean? It sounds like a Doctor Phil situation. Yeah, no, that, you know. Well, the issue with that is, can you forgive? That, that's what the real issue is. I'm going to do a podcast on that. Can you forgive your brother or sister if they had sex and got pregnant by your fiance while you traveled out of town on business? Wow, that's that's deep, and that's a Dr. Phil stuff, I'm telling you. Well, but that's how deep forgiveness goes because, see, people tend to hold on and, 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 and don't want to forgive. But that's another podcast, and I'm going to <laughs> – I'm going to – that's I think that's a, another – I call my topics top topics. You know, unlike Wendy Williams, she had hot topics, and I have top topics because I think that these things should be right out in front and discussed. I, I, I try to address subjects that are not talked about, but they happen in life on the regular. And so we need to shed some light on them because there's somebody right now who had a one-night stand and just – had a, uh, a a pregnancy test and and was it turn blue when it's positive? Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, neither do I. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, somebody just looked at the test results, you know, from a pregnancy over the counter pregnancy test, and after a one night stand, maybe several days ago, and discovered that they are pregnant. And so that's what we're talking about. And I'm finding that you are not taking a stand. You're not declaring. It seems to me, I don't want to jump the gun, that you don't think that the woman, and it's okay that you that you don't think that the woman should be that one to protect her. This is about self-preservation. Like, if you're going to have a one-night stand, see, I, you know, I know people that every time they have sex, they make a baby. It's like you don't have to make a baby every time you have sex and have five, six different 
you know, mothers oh, yeah. or baby mamas for your children. That to me, that's insane. You talking about a man who makes a baby? Or yes, I, baby? I, I, I know people who and they're not like doing this on purpose. It's just that that's the way. The, these are the choices that they make. I remember when I was, you know, I'm from Harlem. I grew up you know, from the public housing projects. And I remember, you know, when we started being uh, act sexually active, you know, I would be buying the condoms in the stores, you know, because my friend would be like, you can't get a pack of condoms. My friend's like, Bob, he used condoms? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to have children all over the place. You know, I got a high sperm count, you know what I mean? And so my friend was like, nah, Bob, you're going you're gonna to be an old dad. And today I am an old dad. <laughs> you know, I have a, a nine-year-old daughter, 11-year-old son, and I have a 22-year-old daughter from my first marriage. But I'm okay with being an old dad because all my children are in the same house. And it, to me, it wasn't cool to, you know, to have a kid across town and another kid in the Bronx. I, I didn't want that for myself, nor did I want it for my children. And so I come from a place where, you know, my friends have, you know, an array of children. And it's like, listen, every time you have sex, you do not have to make a baby. I mean, for God's sake. So I'm thinking I'm a man and I wanted to protect myself from getting a woman pregnant. I'm thinking, why wouldn't a woman, you know, think that of herself? This is a one night stand. You're single. You out at the bar. You drinking. I think you need to protect yourself. But tell me, do you at least agree with that? As because your stance has been so far that they're both responsible, but that's not the reality. So now let's talk about whether or not the woman should be, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm bullying you, but doggone it. <laughs> I need you to see this. Here. I need you to see this. Well, I'll tell you something. You have two daughters, so you are going to come from the stand that you want them to take care of themselves. Indeed. So remember, everybody's got different lenses and, I come from the stand that both parties need to know what's going on. I totally agree with you, but that's not the reality. So let me ask you, have you ever had a one-night stand? Oh, yeah. And and have you ever gotten pregnant from a one-night stand? Not from a one-night stand. Oh, from a two-night stand. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a bastard child. Yes, I do. Okay, well, I'm not. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I mean, are you saying? Oh, so you, 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 you do have a child that doesn't know his father or doesn't have a father? No, he met his father. Okay, he knows his father. Okay, it wasn't a one-night stand. Okay, but you know, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, I got fixed, so I, I made sure none of that was going to happen to me. Okay, so let me ask you this: on the one night stand, did you did you even think about what the, the kind of that you needed to be more protective of your jewels, so to speak, uh, and not leave that to chance, not leave that to the imagination? Did you did you think about that? Well, I usually had a conversation before I had sex. Okay, okay, okay. That's, I. I, so so you did you're doing what I said that should be I done. I talk about it. I mean if you can't talk about it. 
I so mean. so what if I say <laughs> what if I say listen Max I don't use condoms you I know said, I, well. I I I like you you like me you see where I'm at you see where I'm at let's uh, you know let's get busy I say well honey I am not protected with I, I I'm not on birth control so this is going to be a problem so 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 then the night of passion on one night stand would you say would not happen with you no probably not well thank you. Because, see, you you have answered the question that I have been getting at, that if the man doesn't assume any responsibility, then the woman should. That's all I'm saying. I, this is not, this is, I'm trying to encourage women to be more aware of how things can happen you know, spontaneously. Listen, if you can't talk about sex, then you shouldn't even do it. Well, how many, <laughs> you know, people in general, in many cases, at least in my own experience, find it hard to talk about anything. Uh, you, you, you know what I mean? People don't want, that's another podcast too, how we don't, uh, you know, talk about it, talk about the truth or be held accountable. People don't want to talk, but yes, you should talk, especially if it's with a stranger. Oh yeah, but now let me just ask you this: As a woman, is that is that a somewhat potential threatening situation? You're alone with a, a man, you know. You you are. I'm just saying hypothetically. You five foot five, and he's six three, and you you know he's not showing any aggression or anything. But I'm sure that's another component, maybe, for a woman that if I say no to this guy, you know. Uh, I'm alone with him, you know, what am I going to do? Well, I think. <laughs> do you submit and, and don't even bring up the the condom or the birth control? No, you get his social security number. How are you going to do that? You got to <laughs> knock him out, go through his drawers and then wake him up so y'all can have sex? I mean, come on. I mean, you find out everything you can. How, how you person. can't find out people's social security number? I'm joking. You oh. can't get his SS number, but I mean, you could find out everything about him. What's your name? What's your phone number? What's your what's your mother's name? You know, like you can. But what I'm talking about is is that is that a component for a woman to feel like, you know, I want to tell him, but you know, what if he forces himself on me? Well, that's a whole other story. That's rape. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, I'm wondering, like, what's going on in the mind of a woman when you're in this kind of a one-night stand scenario where you know better. Your father and your mother told you, girl, if you're going to be sexually active and not use birth control pills or something, then you, you should make sure that you, you carry condoms for your, you know. Yeah, but he may not put them on anyway. Even if it's a rape situation. No, we're not talking not. rape, though. We're really not. We're talking about basically feeling like we're not talking rape but the, it's the idea that if you mention it with with it with the dynamics change and you know and the guy said listen i said i don't wear condoms you, and you said well hey it's too bad that's it she's got to walk away she's got to you know she's got to tell him look I, I i don't know you i just met you come on wow well okay so i think after this long tug of war <laughs> We have arrived at the same juncture in terms of, you know, you haven't, you know, declared that, you know, it's the woman's responsibility or it should be. Because, again, 
ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to take, let the man off the hook. That's not what we're doing here. What I'm saying is, as a man, and I can speak for men, not all men, but I know how men think. I have friends and brothers. And as a man, when you want to get to the promised land, that's where your focus is. Now, that wasn't my focus because I didn't want to have uh, make babies every time I had sex. I really did not. I was not interested in that. And so, but I'm going to say, with I'll just keep it, you know, in my circle, you know, that the men wasn't thinking about condoms. It was, it was, it was like a, a sin. It was like, Bob, you use condoms? You damn right I do. You know, because... I don't want to have children. And at that time, we were like in high school and just out of high school. I grew up in a public housing project where I had the rooms were smaller than small. So if you have a brother in your room and in two beds in the dresser, where are you going to put a baby? You, you understand? Where are you, yeah. you going to put a baby? Yeah. And then your girlfriend has five brothers and sisters and the mother and father. And where's she going to put the baby? Because the baby's going to be at her house. But where would, I was like, no, I, I am not doing that. I don't want that for myself, nor do I want it for my children. I wanted to raise my children. And so that's where I'm at now. An old dad raising some kids. But they keep me young. And hopefully I'll stay cool, you know. I wanna I wanna be as cool as I can for as long as I can, you know. Yeah. I grew up being cool, you know, I'm from Harlem, USA. You're supposed to be cool. You, you know what I mean? You look like a cool dad. Oh, you only say that because it's true. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I try to be, but you know, you can't keep up. The sayings are changing every day and you know, it's a it's a whole different, you know, kind of thing. So just to kind of bring it full circle, do you have anything you want to say about the whole idea of the one night stand from the woman's perspective? What, what do you think? You want to shed some light on that? And just before you do that, I'm just going to let a promo in and then you come back and share your thoughts from the woman's perspective about what you think is best during a one night stand. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you. And back to the show. All right. Welcome back. You know, I forgot to mention that uh, Max is also a stand-up comedian. Is that right, Max? Yes. 
Uh, the reason why I brought that up because during my podcast, I like to take a moment to laugh because I think laughter is, you know, good healing. It doesn't cost anything to laugh. And I think, you know, we should all take a moment to laugh. So now is that time. I don't know if Max... Maybe she has a joke. Can you make us laugh oh, with a joke? Sure. You have I, a quick I mean, joke, Max? I don't know. About this whole thing, before I came on this, I thought, you know, I love one-night stands. They're great. You know, they're like eating food from a, a street vendor. You know, it tastes so great. It fills the void, and it's it's delicious in New York City anyway. But, like, hours later, you feel sick, you know? So, but I mean, why, why do you feel sick? It's because it's it, it usually it's greasy food. It's, oh. it's food that's rough on your stomach. You know, after you know, it tastes delicious when you're having it. Though I'll tell you that, and there's an element of danger with a one night stand. You know mm-hmm. that people kind of like to live on the edge. So I am not saying anyone should not have one night stands. I should in your life before you get married and have kids, you should definitely have a one night stand. Okay, I think that's something that's something to laugh about. Let's take a moment to laugh. <laughs> All right. So, listen, I think uh Max, you were really great. I appreciate you, you know, coming on the podcast and sharing your perspective. Because, you know, as a male, I cannot answer all the questions, although I'd like to. But I think it's beneficial to for the audience to get both sides, get that perspective, especially when we're talking about one-night stands. Now, you had just mentioned jokingly about a one-night stand, but is there anything else you would like to say that, you know, would be beneficial or that would behoove the women or the men about a one-night stand? Well, the women should really... If you're if you're bold enough to do a one night stand, you should be bold enough to talk about it before you start working on taking off your clothes. Okay, okay. So now, where you start talking about it in the car, on the train, or you know when you're at the crib and you're about to get busy? When do I you? I think on the train ride to the crib. But but suppose the guy. Well, you don't know that it's going to be. Suppose he just enjoying your company. Yeah, but you know. Oh well, you know what? Can I tell you? Oh, can I tell you something about a potential one night stand that I thought? Well, this is what happened. This is a true story. I was in graduate school, and I I wasn't looking for a one night stand. I didn't know that it you know would even lead to that. But this is the story. I was living in the Bronx at the time, and I was I was a graduate student at NYU, and I'm studying. But it was the, you know it was around May, you know the weather was breaking, and so in in Harlem they used to have a lot of vendors on 125th Street where you can go and look at books and and T-shirts, and it was also kind of a a place that you can meet women and women can meet men. It was like that kind of really social thing, so. And this is on the subject of the one night stand, but I just got to tell you what happened to me. You're talking about consequences. So anyway, I'm, I'm at a book, you know, at a book, ta- a table with books. So this young lady, I mean, very attractive. She, matter of fact, I think her name was Apple or something. This is before the Apple, the Apple phone, but she just had an unusual name and she was very attractive and we were talking 
um, you know, about life and different situations. But we were talking about books, you know. And she said, well, you know, some of the books that I was talking to you about, I have at, you know, I have at my apartment. You want to come back with me and, uh, you know, see my books? I was like, what? You know, I'm thinking, now I wasn't, that wasn't my intention, but I'm like, wow, you know, I'm just meeting this young lady and she's inviting me back to the crib. I was like, whoa. So anyway, we, we were on the 125th street and, she lived on 116th Street. So that's, it's nine blocks, but it was a short walk. And it's just, you know, the weather was nice. So I'm walking with her and on the way to her apartment, she's saying, well, you know, I have to check on my babies. And I'm saying, what's up, damn, she got kids? You know, because I didn't have any children at the time. You know, I'm still single. I'm in grad school. So, you know, so now that's in my mind. She done planted that seed. She got to go home. And she said, babies, plural. You know, and she was really attractive. I could see her having babies, you know. So anyway, we we get to the apartment building and we're going up the stairs. But now I'm saying, do you really want to go in here? You know, she's, this woman got kids and you went, you know, I'm not trying to. I've dated girls with kids, but I thought, I was, you know, this might be my lucky day. If there are kids at the house, there's nothing going to be happening. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going up the steps and I'm like. Do you, should you just turn around? I said, no, nah, no, nah, go in. So she opens the door, and it turns out that her baby, she had three pit bulls. And one was chained to the door, and the other two <laughs> were walking around the house. And they had, like, scratches on them as if they, you know, maybe the dogs might have some spats where they, they were scarred. So now I'm saying, Rob, you did. You know, you done followed this girl back to her apartment. You're probably going to get robbed and thrown out the window. So these are my thoughts. And at the same time, I'm like, I have to be cool because I don't want to panic. So she said, I'm going to go in the back to look for my books. So at this point, I'm like, this is my time to break out of here. <laughs> but remember... I said when I she had a pit bull chained to the doorknob, and so I could not get out that door unless I walked past that pit bull. And that pit bull was like, I'm kind. He was looking at me like I'm kind of hungry right now. So you, I dare you to touch this doorknob. But now I'm saying to myself, uh, what is happening here? So then she comes out the room with a with a big snake, like I don't some kind of ball constrictor snake. I'm saying to myself, what have you gotten yourself into? I'm, I'm like in disbelief. We're supposed to be talking education. Here I come into these pit bulls, and I have no problem with dogs. I love dogs. But the only dog that I am afraid of is the pit bull because that whole vicious look, to me, that just doesn't look like a pet, you know, uh, to be having in the house, especially with children. So now I am surrounded by pit bulls and a snake. So I'm thinking, okay, well, you dead right here. You dead. She's going to come out the room probably with her boyfriend, and they're going to rob you and kill you and throw you out the window. But, beauty, she put the snake away, because I don't like snakes. I'm scared of everything, you, you know what I mean? So 
and I'm, I'm talking about it wasn't a little snake. We're talking like snakes in Africa kind of snake. You, you know what I mean? Where you got to run for your life. So she went and put the snake away. And she came back with the books. And she said, okay, I'm just going to take one of my babies out for a walk. And we actually, I got out the house and I went back to the park with her. But at this time, at this point, I'm really checking out now. You know, I'm like, this is no longer going to be, you know, like my lucky day. Well, it was my lucky day in the sense now that I was able to get out of there unscathed by these dogs or not robbed or I mean anything could happen to me because remember we were strangers mm. stranger danger wow, so I, I go to the park I walk with her and we talk but I'm you know at this point I'm checking out and eventually I was able to to get out of there unscathed so um, is there anything else you would like to say Max I, I've been doing a lot of talking but is there anything else you'd like to close with well, today people, people, a lot of people, they hook up off of Tinder. They they hook up from from the online dating because they don't go out to bars now. Mm-hmm. They don't go and meet people on the streets anymore. So they're still strangers, but people don't think they're strangers, right? Everybody, everybody's just friendly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think everybody should be careful and be able to talk. Okay, I think talking is good. Like, tell me about. You know, Robert, the little boy, you, you need to find out what happened in these people's childhood because, see, that's where all the issues begin. And if so if you got the crazy, if Robert can't talk or refuses to talk about his childhood, you know that you should keep it moving and not go home with Robert. And with that said, I want to thank everybody for going on this journey with Dr. Rob and Max today. I think Max was great. And I want to welcome her back anytime because I'm sure her and I can can talk about pretty much anything. And maybe one day I'll talk to her about what it takes to be a stand-up comedian because, believe it or not, I even did some comedy. And I was funny, too. I was funny, but I didn't, I, I wasn't built for the journey, I guess, to wait. And, you know, it, it, that's a whole other subject. But with that said, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. And remember, love is an action, not a word. And it's not supposed to hurt. Until the next time we meet again, I'll talk to you later. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work, Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. 
Peace, beloved.